Welcome back to the Mercy Came Running Podcast. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're a frequent listener, welcome back. As a reminder, we publish podcasts here every Monday morning as an encouragement to start your week, as a pick-me-up in the middle of the week, or to reflect on the week gone by. Let's get into today's scripture. As many of you know, I'm an avid runner. And I've run everything from 5Ks to 10Ks to half marathons to full marathons. Actually, I've run seven full marathons so far. I've got two more scheduled and possibly one more next April. But in thinking about that, I always have goals for my races. I always uh, have goals I want to hit, different kind of um, mileages and different um, paces I want to hit for each race. But my ultimate goal is always, and for almost every runner that, that does marathons and long distance running, one of the ultimate goals for every runner is to run the Boston Marathon. Now, I think the reason that a lot of people want to run Boston is because it's so difficult to get into. It is one of the marathon majors, one of the six marathon majors. Uh, three of them are held here in the United States. Three of them are held uh, overseas. But um, everybody wants to get into Boston because it's a prestigious race and it's difficult to get into. You have to run a qualifying time to get into the race. And the qualifying times are really difficult to do because um, you have to be really fast to, to do a qualifying time. And even if you make a qualifying time, that doesn't guarantee you entry into the race um, because they take the fastest qualifiers. So if there are a lot of qualifiers ahead of you that were faster than you, they're going to take them first. And you may have a qualifying time, but not get into the race. So one of my goals, ultimate goals as a runner, as a long distance runner, is to um, qualify, be able to submit a qualifying time for the Boston Marathon and say I did it. Whether I get into the race doesn't matter. That's not really up to me at this point. Um, But my goal is to run a qualifying time. Now, I didn't really have that goal early on. My first marathon was in 2012 and uh, in Chicago, and I just wanted to run one to see if I could do it. And I did. I ran it in four hours and 44 minutes, and uh, I was shooting for four hours and 30 minutes, and I didn't think I'd ever run another marathon again. Well, until we got to Houston, and I was the Sunday of the marathon, I was watching it on TV, and I'm thinking, I I could do that. So I signed up as soon as registration opened for the next year. I signed up again uh, to run uh, Houston. And during my training, I'm thinking, I really think I want to qualify for Boston. And so I started training in such a way that I could hit the number that I needed uh, to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And so I, I tried and I trained and got to the day and I needed to be at least three hours and 30 minutes or better probably somewhere around 325 to get in, um, but at least 330 to be able to submit a qualifying time. And I ran hard, ran as hard as I could. I did have some uh, leg issues, some muscle issues about mile 15 or 16. It kind of slowed me down a little bit. Um, And so I finished the race at three hours and 33 minutes. Now, for me, being my second marathon, that's an hour and uh, 11 minutes better than my very first marathon. Uh, 
from five years earlier, because this was uh, six years earlier. This was in 2018 when I ran that one. And so I didn't quite meet my qualifying time. And I'm thinking, you know, I can do this. And so I set out on a quest to do it, to run a qualifying time for Boston. And I ran again in Houston in 2019. And I ran um, 334, not, not better. Uh, about the same. I did, uh, again, um, have some leg issues about mile 15 or 16. I don't know what it is about Houston, but it seemed mile 15 or 16 kind of gets me. Um, and then I tried again at uh, in Utah. Uh, what was supposed to be a guaranteed uh, Boston entry because it's a downhill race. Uh, I didn't train a lot downhill because in Houston, when I'm training, there are not a lot of downhills to, to train on and so about mile 18 my quads burn up and um, <laughs> I uh, limped most of the rest of the way I did finish in four hours and four minutes but um, I did wasn't really um, satisfied uh, with my time um, I've also tried again at um, New York City I wasn't really trying for a Boston qualifying time in New York City. Just wanted to enjoy the race. Uh, finished that one in four hours and 14 minutes. Uh, and then I w was trying again, which I thought was going to be my last time uh, in Galveston. So very flat and fast course. And um, uh, I trained hard for it. Thought I really could do it. And I was on pace at mile 13, mile 14. I Came up with some leg issues again. My hamstrings this time uh, slowed me down a little bit. And I finished in about three hours and 40 minutes. And, you know, I'm thinking, I just don't know that 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 it's me. I don't know that I'm going to be able to do this. I don't know that I'm really going to be able to. Um, I don't know that I'm really going to be able to run fast enough to submit a qualifying time. Well, in thinking about that, and while while I was contemplating whether or not to give up and just stop chasing this dream, I, um, I they changed the qualifying times and they made them even stricter. And so, for someone that's in your in fifty to fifty four um, age range, which I was at that point. Um, I needed to run now three hours and 25 minutes or probably more like 3.15 to get in. And uh, I knew my 55th birthday would be coming up pretty soon. And actually it comes up this year. And uh, that's kind of a, a weird time for qualifying because I could qualify as a 54-year-old but run as a 55-year-old uh, in, uh, in Boston in 2023. And so... That's what I set out to do. And one more time, I thought I was going to do it, but I had to run at least a three hours and 35 minutes for a 55-year-old. I had to run at least three hours and 35 minutes, which I felt like I could do because I've done that before. And I've done it a couple of times. And so I set out to look for marathons to run that were really fast. And uh, I found one that was really close to where we where we live. It's in Celebration, Florida, uh, the Celebration Marathon. And you know, I set out to, to do it. I'm going to do it this time. And this is going to be my shot. This is going to be my time to do it. If I don't do it this time, I'm just going to not do it anymore. And I, I really felt like I didn't know if I was going to be able to. But 
Um, I trained hard, I ran hard, and I felt like this was going to be my shot. And so we got to race day. I really felt good. It was a perfect day to run. It was a little chilly that morning, but really, really a good day for, for running. And I got to, um, uh, I started running with a pacer that was running at uh, a 330 pace, uh, actually a 325 pace. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to run that fast, but I knew if I could stay with him for at least the first 10 miles, uh, I would back off a little bit the second 10 miles. In the last 10K, I would run uh, at marathon pace. Now, I had a playlist just for those last 6.2 miles. And and I didn't play um, my music all the way up until then. Um, and uh, I um, was going to turn it on at mile 20 and and then play it the rest of the way and keep my pace with the music. And so we got to mile 10. I'm still feeling pretty good. I'm still pretty much up with the pacer. And I decided to go a couple more miles with it. If I can go a couple more miles, I can back off later in the race and then have a little more strength left for the end of the race um, when I get there. And so I stayed with him for about 12 miles. Uh, I got to mile 12 and a half. And I was really, I was really on pace. I was running at probably a 327 pace for the first 12, 13 miles, the first half of the race. I was running pretty good. Uh, I never really had any leg issues, um, but uh, I was fueling pretty good uh, probably until about mile 22. And I probably should have taken that last gel at mile 22 to kind of give me that last strength to get over those last... 4.2 miles, but I didn't. I chose not to. And um, about mile 20, about mile 22 and a half, 23, it hit me. And I just, I, I didn't know if I could go any further. And so um, I started walking a little bit. And I'm thinking now, if I'm walking, I'm, I'm losing ground. And so I tried to turn on my music at mile 22. Uh, and I did. Uh, but about a half a mile in, my watch died that's keeping my pace. And with that, my music died as well because I don't carry my phone with me. I just carry my watch. And and, um, and so I couldn't keep up with my pace. I couldn't listen to my music. And I just felt like I was just lost it. And so I started walking at mile 23, just kind of rest my legs a little bit. I walked through an aid station, walked a little bit further. And I, I could feel the time slipping away. What was a 327 pace had now turned into probably a 330 pace. And by the time I finished walking, it may even be 340. And so I didn't know what my pace was. I had no music to pace myself with. And the, the pacer had pretty much up and left me. And I got to about mile 23 and a half, almost a mile 24. And I turned this corner. Um... And when I turned the corner to go into this little boardwalk that was going to take me back in to the, uh, to the finish line in celebration, I saw mile 24. And I'm thinking, you know, I've got 2.2 miles to go. Let me give it everything I've got, and let's just see what happens. I'm not giving up. I'm still going to try to qualify as best I can. And so I, I get back to it. And... Uh, I'm not running as fast as I was early on or even halfway through or even just a few miles before, but I'm giving it everything I've got. And I get to the finish line. You make a couple of different different turns into the 
downtown area of Celebration, and you make that last turn on the Market Street, and there's the finish line, probably about 50 yards in front of me, and that's the first time I see a clock timing me since um, since I lost my watch at mile 22. And so as I turn, I kind of I, I glimpse at the clock, and I'm and I know I'm a little bit off because uh, I started a little bit back in the pack, and so not that far back, maybe about five or ten seconds back. So I know I've got about a five or ten second cushion on what the clock says, and so I get a little bit a little bit of gas left, and I give it all I've got for those last fifty yards coming in, and and I finish. And I don't know what my official time was. I don't know what my chip time was, but I know what my clock time was. And I'm trying to do the subtraction. I'm thinking I'm coming in somewhere because when I looked at the clock, it was um, three minutes and 31, almost three minutes and 31 seconds. And uh, I crossed the finish line and I quickly try to get to somewhere where I can look at what my, my, my actual time was so because I think I'm really where I need to be and I'm really kicking myself at that point because I know if I had not stopped and walked for so long I would have been a little bit faster but when I finally found out what my official time was it was three hours and 31 minutes and one second which is about three minutes and 59 seconds faster than what I needed to be which I think will get me in but I won't be sure until September and I think about that, you know what, if I had given up at mile 22, I never would have even been able to submit a time because I would have been over. I would have, uh, I would have missed the mark. I would have missed the, I would have missed it, but I didn't. I, <laughs> somehow I, I, I garnered up that last bit of courage, that last bit of strength and got myself over the finish line in enough time that I, that I know I'll be able to submit a time but I don't know if I'll get in. And I'll know in September. But the thing is, I didn't give up. And because I didn't give up, I will be able to submit that time in September. You see, I don't know where you are in your life right now, but I feel like some of you are ready to give up. Maybe it's in your family, or maybe it's in your job, it's your marriage. I don't know what it is, but I feel like somebody needs to hear this today because you're ready to give up. You 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 seem like every you, you think that everything is against you and and everything is not going your way and, and 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 nobody's for you and nobody supports you. But let me tell you, friends, it's in those times. There's at least one person out there who's going to support you. There's one person out there that's for you. And let me encourage you today to never, ever, ever give up. I want to share with you a quick passage from Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians is probably my favorite book. Other than Colossians, probably my favorite book. And this is one of my favorite passages in the entire Bible. But it says, Paul is talking about setting goals, the goals that are before him, the goals that, that he wants to reach in his life. And he says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus.
You see, all of us have a purpose. And you may be thinking, I am in a dead-end job going nowhere. But let me tell you, friend, you have a purpose. Do not give up. There's something just around the bend. Be faithful. Be faithful and don't give up. Don't be, be faithful in your marriage. Be faithful in your family. Be faithful in all of those things and never give up. Giving up never helps us to reach our goals. And if I had given up in that race on that day, I never would have reached the goal of being able to submit a time for the Boston Marathon. And I know you're saying, well, I'm not a runner, Joel. It doesn't matter. Whatever your job is, if you feel like giving up in your job, don't give up. There may not be a new job for you right now, but there may be somewhere down the road. Don't give up. Don't give up in your marriage. Work on it. Don't give up in your family. Work on it. Don't give up. Because when we give up, we miss out on the blessings that God has for us. I don't know where you are today, but I want to tell you that I'm in your corner. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what your circumstances are, never, ever give up. We'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining me on the Mercy Came Running Podcast. It's my hope that it continues to be a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you enjoy what you hear each week, share it out to your friends and family who could also benefit from hearing an encouraging word. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.